It's Monday, June 6th, and we have Kendall Epic of Gigi's Frozen Custard. Man, that sounds good right now. Again, some restaurants open, some restaurants close. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia, your number one podcast source for food news and interviews with the people who make Richmond restaurants great. Follow us on social media at Eat It, Virginia, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. My name is Scott Wise, and I am joined, as always, by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. You're beginning to sound like a broken record, Roby. I, oh I know. I was thinking, man, what do I say here? But really, really, that's what it is, Scott. Before we get into the openings and closings, you got it. I wanted to thank you publicly for hosting my children and I mm. at your new home in Virginia Beach. We had a lovely time Aww. over Memorial Day with you and Ryan. Well, it's helpful that your kids are really, really lovely, and we enjoyed having you come back. I want to say thank you for making us breakfast. Yeah. I want to say thank you for putting my son's hair into a ponytail. <laughs> You were kind of like the mother of the weekend, which was very helpful, except there was one blind spot that you had. Uh Uh-oh, so many curse words. No, 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 no. You forgot to remind me to reapply sunscreen. We did remind you. I am in so much pain. (laughs) I am beat red. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying next time. Did I need to be more adamant about my sunscreen application? Next time, just keep on reminding. Less passing me the drinks and more reminding me about reapplying sunscreen. You got it. Well, you guys come back and I'll give you a little can of sunscreen and, and put a little alarm on your phone for every 45 minutes. I think I might need it every 17 minutes because <laughs> whew. it was a big day though. It was a big day of sun. That makes, uh, that makes all the difference in the world is if you're pounding down, you're on sand, you're staring at beach water, you're having a nice little drink from a lovely Rob Chesson who will bring up. He'll hate this, but we're doing it anyway. Um, it's really good stuff. We got news, though. We got news, Scott. Uh, some of it's not great. Well, let's start with the good stuff. I like that. Rabia, your favorite, is moving. Where is she moving? I think I missed this news. So she's moving. She's going to be on the same Brooklyn Parkway, Brooklyn Park South, Brooklyn Parkway, where she is now. She's just moving to another location. Oh, she's staying in Richmond, though. Yeah, she's getting a bigger location. So Ruby Scoops is getting a bigger location. Bigger. That's exciting. Yes. Congratulations to Rabia, one of our favorite podcast guests. You absolutely love her. There is like 21 tomato dinners coming up with Village Garden and Jason Tesaro, and we've had those guys on, and that's... Do you know they're growing over 300 heirloom tomatoes right now? I had no idea, but... I missed their dinners last summer, so I'm looking forward to hitting them this summer. I guess I, we did do the hot tomato summer, so some of those were probably their tomatoes. Oh, a good portion of those were their tomatoes, but now we can probably hop into one of the dinners. I feel like we should get on one. Maybe the southbound one, you do like a Joe's Barata. I love them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, sad news. Okay. It's bye-bye perch. I definitely saw that. News this week, Perch over here at Scott's Edition on Broad Street, Michael Desma's restaurant, officially closed. And when, we were, when I was with you over the beach, you were getting texts about it. Have you spoken to Mike at all? I did speak to Mike, actually, when you and I were together. And I think that he is 
I think he's probably a little shell-shocked, and I understand that, but we wish him the best and would love to chat with him if he wants to join us for a podcast just to talk about restauranting and the and the co-op or the coop, as the case may be. I think Instable's still going strong. So That, that perch building is just so beautiful mm-hmm. right there on Broad Street, and hopefully the, uh, the folks who own the building can find another restaurateur to come in and do his or her best. That's Uh, or Mike stays there and does something else. I don't know. All the things could happen. We don't know what those are. Also, Danny Sterling. Yes, his Ilya vending machine project is now, or I think it's ending at the end of the month, I think is what I read, at the end of June. Yeah, I'd heard that he'd had some humps with the health department, so they were unable to do the vending machine meals anymore due to myriad rules that the health department we won't get into clauses and such but he had i guess pared down to delivery or pickup and just wasn't working out no i don't just think wasn't so working out. Well, we'll end this on a positive note okay. lfg which i really would love to call let's go food group because you know it's just the greatest name lfg is the restaurant food group you want to know? They're doing well with the Jubilee. Did you hear? Oh, LFG is the the Lindsay Food Group? Yeah, okay, which I, was, I wanted to be. I let's not, go. I was not following can, you can, there for a minute. This is I, Mike Lindsay, Mike and Kim. Yes, LFG, which, you know, is a, stands for all sorts of things, but also less Lindsay Food Group. group. <laughs> they opened Jubilee in on Hull Street, I believe. Yep. And they've also shuttered or are in the process of shuttering pops on gray street which they're going to turn into one of their a buttermilk, buttermilk and, and honey, honey. Mm-hmm. so there'll be three buttermilk and honeys dripping around town <laughs> so nicely done speaking of dripping oh, let's talk gross. about ice cream okay i don't know where your mind was <laughs> let's talk about i don't ice. know i was just thinking of other things i said <laughs> ice cream but i meant frozen custard because totally there's a difference different scott yes. and Kendall taught us all about it. Let's go find the GG ice cream. I mean, frozen custard truck somewhere around town. What is the difference between ice cream and custard, Scott? They are both delicious. (laughs) I would say... Custard is thicker, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's like a thicker product. That's what you're going with? I mean... That's your only thing you got, is I'm that it's buzz in. How many questions are there going to be? We have, this is the last question because I know someone who has all the answers. Oh, good. So. Ask, ask that person then, because I clearly don't know. We have Kendall Epic from Gigi's Frozen Custard. And guess what? My first question to her is, what is the difference between custard and ice cream? Yeah, so we get this question quite a bit. Um, So I will try to not use a super uh, complicated answer, but uh, the best way I can describe it is, um, I always like to start off by saying that we're ice cream super smooth cousin. So (laughs) all frozen custard is ice cream, but not all ice cream is frozen custard. So the way we make our frozen custard is with um, a very slow churned process. We integrate a little bit of egg yolks in there to just give it a nice, rich, creamy texture. Um, There's a lot of uh, air that's introduced to traditional ice cream, um, unless you go to like a more premium uh, ice cream parlor. Um, We only integrate about 10% air compared to like 20% for other ice cream products. Soft serve is like 100% 
air. So when you put in a gallon of, uh, you know, like a soft serve base, you're going to yield two gallons. Um, so that is the primary difference between those two products. What made you decide you wanted to do custard? Like where in your process were you like, oh, this will be what I want to do? So, um, gosh, this is such a hard, hard answer. Um, cause it's very long. So the, the, uh, too long, don't read version of this <laughs> is, uh, I grew up eating frozen custard in Stafford County. Um, there's known a, for it's frozen custard, right? Stafford. It's a, it's a hot bed of frozen custard, right? It actually yeah. is Carl's is there, I believe. Yeah. So Carl's is technically in Fredericksburg, but it's only, it was only a 15 minute drive for me. So, um, you know, it's the only custard place I ever knew. Um, and I didn't even know that there was like Rita's or anything like that, which is more of the soft serve style. So I just assumed that all frozen custard was the way that Carl's made it, which is a Midwest style. And, um, you know, that was kind of like the premium spot for myself and my mom, um, other than just getting like a carton of ice cream from the grocery store, special occasions were reserved for Carl's, um, cause you know, parlor experience, otherwise you just ate ice cream at home. Um, and when I moved to Richmond in 2012, I remember telling Chase, like, do you guys have like a frozen custard place down here? Um, and he was like, I don't even know what that is. And I was like, Oh gosh, well, but let me, let me teach you. <laughs> and you married him anyway, married him anyway. Ugh, uh, a lot to learn. Uh, we did, uh, we did, uh, have one thing in common. We grew up eating Briars men chocolate chip ice cream. Um, so that was like our kind of our connection, but yeah, no, I, I forgave him for not understanding the premium aspects of a, a frozen custard product. Um, but he learned pretty quick, uh, being with me. Um, but essentially I always kind of thought, that Richmond needed and deserved a Midwest style frozen custard. Um, but I was too, uh, you know, chicken to actually do something about that back in the day. It was all talk um, until about, you know, seven years later, decided I was going to go the entrepreneurial route and thought of all the different businesses that I would want to start. Um, and then I just kind of had that aha moment of remembering the, the lack of, uh, Midwest style frozen custard in Richmond and thought, well, I could probably figure that out. And that's how I got in there. So how does one figure that out? Like, do you study? Do you go places to taste? I mean, terrible job tasting all of this stuff, man. Yeah, no, the R&D <laughs> process was brutal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I had no previous knowledge other than my love for frozen custard and just the palate, I guess, for that type of product and trying different ones over the years. Um, when I decided I wanted to do a frozen custard, I thought I needed a little more research. So Chase and I, Chase, my husband and co-owner actually took a trip to uh, where it all started in, uh, you know, Wisconsin and tried a bunch of different custard stands throughout um, the area out there and really got to understand all the nuances and differences between like fat content versus the amount of air whipped into the product um, versus like how fresh you eat it, like from the time that it's made, uh, you know, the, the amount of time that it sits, it changes, it's, uh, you know, texture and everything. So, um, I kind of got to see and taste 
a lot of different versions and kind of get to a place where I knew the kind of product I wanted to serve and um, before I actually started. And then ultimately just through word of mouth and talking to other people um, about my new business idea, I uh, was talking to an old colleague of mine uh, from my corporate days. And she said, oh, my brother used to own a Culver's. Um, You should talk to him. And Culver's was like a huge, you know, frozen custard butter burgers chain out in the Midwest. Um, and they're all over, you know, the nation now. And so got connected with him and he was very helpful with kind of explaining like the kind of equipment we would need and all this, all the things, all the things. Um, so that's kind of where we were able to really get the, the real technical knowledge. It's not, it's all well and good to say that you're going to do something, but uh, to to know where to start is a whole nother <laughs> ball game. Sure. Sure. Although I'm a, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a pretty laid back person. Generally Ruby can attest to that. It takes a lot to get me fired up. I'm a little fired up today then I'll tell you why. Okay. Ruby's been teasing this interview for me for months. She's been <laughs> saying, Oh, look, I talked to Gigi's. We're going to get Gigi's. It's going to be great. Gigi's this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Whenever you can book it, great, because I want to taste Gigi's. I don't want to go to the truck. I want to sit John down. John has no schedule, by the way. He's in a very easy schedule. So pretty much Kendall. whenever I can book it. I right. want to wrap over like flowing custard coming out of this truck. I just want, I want it all. Where yeah. like, I found the guy Gigi's booked. I'm like, yes. When is it? It's going to be this date. Yes, I'm free. But they're super busy. It's going to be over Zoom. So we can't actually meet in person and there will be no <laughs> custard tasting. <laughs> happening during this interview yeah what is going on kendall for the seriously for the five people that listen to this podcast that is not how it went so scott <laughs> thank you so much what is going on um, kendall why are you so busy what's going on um oh man i mean it's a good problem to hopefully have, it's right? business right business is booming is that yeah, why you're so business busy is okay. going well um you know we started with a modest fleet of one <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> one truck. Um, and now we have two trucks. Um, we introduced our second truck last fall. Um, we were fortunate enough to just kind of have an opportunity laid on our lap. So we've grown and Do you um, name your trucks? Oh, we absolutely name our trucks. What truck. are their names? Um, so uh one's called Biggie, the other one's called Smalls. <laughs> Biggie nice. and Smalls. Nice. Yeah, Biggie and Smalls. Um, Biggie is our truck too. Um, he is a bigger truck. He yeah. can handle a lot. And he's Smalls, a he. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I think I think of Biggie Smalls and, and then our OG Smalls. Um, she she is a she. Um, she's <laughs> always been uh, a she. Um, cause you know, as a woman owned business, of course, our first truck uh, is a she, um, so, um, small, yeah. but mighty, right? Yes. I love it. Yeah. And so your smaller truck was your original truck. And is that the one that was, so I've had your product. I love your product. Um, but I've had it at the farmer's market on Tuesday at birdhouse is, would that be the truck that yeah. I would have? Yeah. So our first truck, um, is not the way we would have built it had we known anything about anything uh, in the beginning. So, and why is that? Um, so, when we decided to start GG, um, you know, we didn't necessarily know we wanted to start a food truck. We just knew we wanted to start a business. And so, when we were going between, you know, a brick and mortar, or, you know, a stand type model, um, or potentially something else. Um, 
you know, <laughs> to, to build a brick and mortar takes a long time, can take years even to get, you know, from concept to cash essentially. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, investment that you put in that and you don't know that you're ever going to get it back. Um, so when we decided we were going to start GG, we thought, well, what's the quickest way to market? And we had the idea for GG in April of 2019. We launched in August of 2019. Once I have my sight set on something, I move <laughs> like a hundred miles an hour. Um, and I said, well, I don't want to wait another year to have Gigi. I don't want to wait till next spring. I want Gigi now. Um, and so having a that's truck, what, that's just what I'm saying. I want Gigi now. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but I here we are with Zoom. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to drop, the, um, I'm gonna like drop that now. Television, like thing in Willy Wonka. Willy like Wonka. That, yeah. Yep. To yeah. sling it through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I won't look um, the screen like they do the wallpaper, but we'll. One yeah. of those, one of those. Yeah. Um, so Gigi just was one of those things where, um, it seemed like a safer route, like less investment. Having a truck is just inherently cheaper. It becomes an asset, something that if for whatever reason it didn't work out, we thought worst case scenario, we can sell it. <laughs> like we haven't, you know, put our, all of our life savings into something that we may or may not get back. Um, so the truck just seemed like a very, it just clicked, just made sense. You, you mentioned when you made the decision, pardon me, Roby, uh, you mentioned that when you made the decision to, to open a food truck, a, a custard truck, you moved fast. What were you doing before you were the custard queen of uh, Central Virginia? Um, so I actually have a corporate background. Um, I, you know, followed the very traditional route, go to college get a good job, corporate job out of college, um, moved to DC. When Chase and I got married, moved here, did what everyone else uh, does when they moved to Richmond in corporate. I worked at Capital One because everyone works at Capital One. Um, and that was kind of my first job here in Richmond and kind of stayed in that industry, IT, cybersecurity, um, until I had that kind of, you know, I wouldn't say midlife crisis, but just like a, like a, you know, I'm still young enough in my late twenties where if I want to try something now's the time we don't have kids. Um, so what prompted that? Was it you just bored or were you just like, what was the feel no. internal feeling? No, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew, I mean, there's my mom used to quote me all the time when I was, you know, like a, a wee tot, uh, as they say, <laughs> like probably elementary school. Who I wanted to that? like a wee tot. A wee tot. <laughs> um, I wanted to own a hair salon for whatever reason. I that was my dream when I was a kid, and um, you know, among other things, right? Like you wanted to. I wanted to, you know, create the next, you know, great food product. Like that was that took hold for a long time. If anybody's listening, I never created donut chips, and I think it's a great market. And if anybody wants to make donut chips, Let's I talk about donut chips for a minute. What exactly are you envisioning here? Well, I I tried them. I tried making them, and I actually took them to my office at Capital One <laughs> for for a time because um, I was dead serious. I what is, I what is it? Describe it. To um, us, it was going to be like a bagel chip, but. Mm -hmm. Like, like donut it. chip. And I just thought donuts are the perfect snack too. Why can't we make a snackable version of uh, like a bagel chip? Uh, but in donut form, because donuts are actually my favorite food. I'm very vocal about this. Um, if I wasn't so adverse to mornings, 
I probably would have started a donut shop, <laughs> but it's too early for me. So no, thanks. I'll leave that to the other experts. Is it crunchy? The donut chip? Sorry. We're going to go back yes, to it. Was, yes, it was a crunchy chip. And when I did my test version, I took like a Krispy Kreme donut hole and I sliced them really thin and I put them in a, like a panini press. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> so what did your coworkers I, think? Uh, they thought it was great. They thought it was great. I just like, didn't know how to like do all that and like creating a packaged good that you sell retail and you know, all that stuff. I was just like, and like there's a custard donut chip Sunday. It's like, <laughs> it's like a chip and custard blizzard yes. of some description, but not a blizzard. Cause that's already been used. So maybe it's a tsunami. I don't know. Like choose a different, <laughs> we do have terrible a- weather thing. <laughs> what you're describing is a concrete that we introduced on our menu uh, last fall. So we do have like a version of blizzard. Ironically enough, concrete, concrete came before the blizzard dairy queen, you know, changed the name to blizzard, but concrete was actually developed in the Midwest with frozen custard. It's actually a frozen custard thing. Dropping Um, the knowledge. I like that. Yes. So concrete was first. We weren't obviously the first to do it, but, um, concrete's a very general term for, for that type of product. Oh, that's cool. I, I mean, I'm so I'm kind of a purist when it comes to ice cream. So I'm like a straight vanilla person. I'll occasionally hit the coffee, but really and truly, I'm just like vanilla all the way. It's so sad. So I've tried nothing of yours except vanilla. <laughs> yeah. You are our ideal customer. Like when people come up to the truck and it's like their first time, they're like, what do I get? There's so many toppings. And I'm like, just get it plain. Like that's how you know that it's bomb is like a plain, <laughs> like we want you to taste what it is on its own. Then you can come back and get all the fixings. But um, when somebody comes up and just orders a single vanilla or a single flavor of the day, it's like, I'm like, they know, they know what's up. <laughs> I, got, I, got a, I got, I got a pup cup because we had the puppy with us. I had a, a, baby vanilla the smallest one on the way to the car and i bought a pint or whatever your largest one is because i have ryan so, you are yeah, the perfect customer roby you are the perfect customer yeah and i ordered in advance that's i mean <laughs> yeah so your two trucks they they are you parking them in like parties or are you being hired or are you open every single night how do i find you yeah so um <laughs> You know, we kind of started like right before the pandemic. So it was like super good timing on our part, um, like really good timing. Uh, <laughs> so um, we didn't know what our business model was going to become until the pandemic happened. We were traditionally just doing events our first season in uh, 2019. And um, it wasn't until the pandemic hit that we explored other avenues. So we started going to neighborhoods and just all sorts of places just for the public. We didn't, we weren't hired by anyone. We just kind of showed up and parked. Yeah. And then promoted on social media kind of grew a following. And, um, you know, today I would say now that things are kind of, you know, getting back to normal or the new normal, people are definitely hiring us for catering more than ever, um, which is what warranted the second truck because we became so, uh, you know, in, in the mode of only catering last 
fall that we, or, you know, last year, really, that we were like, we need a second truck because we're becoming inaccessible to our customers and accessible sure. to the public. Um, so I would say we do like kind of a 50, 50 split. We're doing like half catered, like private party, private event, or, you know, like schools or like other things where it's not necessarily open to the public. It's really just for whoever hires us. Um, and then the rest are like, you know, public events or our own hosted events. I mean, we do things in Lakeside and a random parking lot up there. Like usually it's some kind of fun, like this Sunday we're going with Smashed RVA and doing like a Butter Burgers collab. Um, so we do a lot of like fun internal events hosted by ourselves um because we like to have fun and i love a themed menu like pretty pretty much it's like my thing so <laughs> creative but yeah I, i'm down with the theme i love the theme yeah for it all the time just wait till harry potter week just i mean i can't Ooh, when is that <laughs> oh yes it's good that it's good. sounds amazing so you're sitting at capital one you're staring at the walls of your cubicle you're envisioning this entrepreneurial <laughs> life. Can't wait. You're, you're looking at your watch. You're waiting for five o'clock. Yeah. Is it all what you thought it would be? Uh, are we are we happy with where we are right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm very, I'm very proud. And there were a lot of like, I didn't, you know, go directly from Capital One to GG. I had another, you know, company in there as well. And actually, when I left corporate um, in 2017. Um, Chase and I actually spent almost a year traveling Australia for a while, just kind of trying to get our head on straight and like, you know, brainstorm, try a bunch of different like types of food and experiencing a different culture. It kind of like gave us the opportunity to just like, we talked so much, like more than ever in our relationship um, about what we wanted, what do you want out of life, what we thought, you know, where we saw ourselves in five years, 10 years, like the kind of stuff that you don't really spend the time to think about the kind of life you want to build until you have nothing else going on, no other responsibilities of any sort. Um, and so when we got back, that's when we really put, you know, rubber met the road and we just started really moving forward so that's a secret the name here in from? australia yeah there it is i don't <laughs> understand what i've been doing scott i should just take <laughs> off for uh, australia for the next year and yeah. then maybe the everyone should do it, everyone should do it. No. <laughs> yeah for certain so where did gg's come from the name um so gg is is made up um it's a made up word <laughs> doesn't it doesn't really mean anything um it did kind of come from this word that i had heard um i used to do a lot of yoga and there's a hindi word um gigivisha that loosely translates um to english um as folks that enjoy life to the fullest and i always thought that word was so powerful and just like meaningful um, and when I thought of Gigi, just the way that it looked, because Gigi Visha is spelled like the J-I-J-I. -I, um, and I just thought, well, that's a cute little, little word. Um, and, you know, when you think about, you know, enjoying a treat, enjoying like frozen custard, sometimes it's the best part of someone's day. And like, you're really enjoying life. And, you know, I just thought it was very, you know, I just thought it, it kind of tied together in some weird way. Um, but no, I mean, it doesn't actually, it doesn't mean anything really, um, other than just like a word that just kind of, kind of sort of meant something, but fit your brand and you liked it. It's perfect. I That's like the way it looks written down, <laughs> you know, perfect. did you perfect. know that Roby's a yogi master, yoga master? So have you heard that word before? 
I, well, um, I do. Yeah. Yes, I have, but not, um, it isn't typically, and sadly, it isn't typically in the practice that I do, um, which is all hot power, you know, <laughs> Baron Baptiste, all that craziness. But, um, but no, I, I'm thrilled that it has a yoga background because I find that fun. Yeah. It was in like a poem from like, have you ever done yin yoga where you like years ago? Yes. While you hold poses, Mm -hmm. it's very like calming. Um, So yeah, it was different poems and one of them had that word. And I was like, what is that word? That's very good. I'm feeling it. Yep. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) So are you actually in the truck, Kendall? Are you actually the one making the ice cream? Are you kind of overseeing things from a, a office tower in the sky? Oh man. Well, so I, uh, I have paid my dues. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> I was, I've paid the dues, um, for the first whew, year and a half. Um, it was just Chase and I, it was the two of us. Um, you know, most customers like first name basis, like people have come to the truck over and over and over again. They, they knew, they know like the early days and, you know, husband and wife team could have gone either way. I would say we had our moments, but you know, we came out on the other side. <laughs> Even after that year in Australia where you talked about everything. Yeah. That was a great, like low stress time when you started business. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a different, it's a different kind of talking. <laughs> that you and then the next year you use everything you know about them to use it against them while you're stuck yes. in, a, in smalls the small truck. <laughs> right. right. Um, n- yeah. So Ch- Chase and I really ran GG by ourselves um, from August, 2019, all the way until like spring of uh, 2020, 20, what is this? 20, no, 2021. We were by oh. ourselves, like all, all of, all the years are running together. Um, Tell me about it. <laughs> the last two years is one long Monday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hilarious. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I would say now that we have a couple of trucks, um, we we were kind of forced into really like figuring out a hiring strategy and a team strategy. Um, you know, kind of like summer of last year was when we started hiring people for the first time. And we've grown our team. Uh, you know, we have a few parts, a uh, few part-timers, a few full-timers. Um, we have another truck manager now that really runs one of the trucks uh, fully. And then uh, Chase is running the other one. And then I focus more on like, like the bookings and just kind of the finance, all the fun stuff in the background that nobody wants to talk about, <laughs> like all that stuff. Um, so I am not on the truck uh, these days personally, but my husband is still out there kind of being <laughs> nice for sure. And where do you make this stuff? I know it's not made on the truck. So where is your physical? It is made on the truck. Oh, yeah. shoot. It's made on the truck. Take two, Roby. Oh, take two. Gosh. No, I don't need to take two. Three, two, um, and one. No, 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 no. So you make, on, you make it on the truck? Every day. All day. It wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like, you, you, you know, tying it back earlier, you know, one of the other big uh, differences between ice cream and frozen custard is that it is made fresh every single day. We do not batch anything and then, and then serve it the next day. If we batch, uh, if we batch anything, it's our second flavor because we do have one machine on our, on each of our trucks. Um, before we go out for the day, we generally batch what are, what we call our flavor of the day. 
Um, generally it's anywhere from like chocolate to strawberry to black raspberry to coffee. I mean, we have, you know, like probably 10 or so flavors in our repertoire now. Um, and then we make vanilla the rest of the day on the truck in real time. Um, it's kind of like that, you know, that feeling you get when you go by the Krispy Kreme sign and you see it on and you're like, oh yeah, I'm not stopping. <laughs> It's that back to the donuts. <laughs> yeah, back to the donuts. Um, and it is that kind of experience. Like you can see it coming off the chute when you come up to the truck and order. And typically, you're eating custard that is literally seconds old, usually. That's awesome. So yeah. the way this podcast works is that Roby is the the food expert, and I'm kind of the the dolt. So custard is that's what it is. Eggs. Man, he makes me sound so awful lately. I'm just. I mean, you know, I'm sure you know the answer to this, Roby, but I don't, which is why I'm asking it. Eggs, sugar, cream, and milk. Fla- flavor, cream and milk, or just yeah. milk? Cream and milk. Okay. Cream and milk. Okay, that's mm-hmm. four. And then anything else? Did you say sugar? <laughs> yes, yes, I say sugar. Because it is said, not sugar free. Um, it's an egg, sugar, cream, and milk. It, but it is, it is absolutely not sugar free. <laughs> so, um, so, those four ingredients, and then whatever mixes or flavoring you do. Yeah, essentially. I mean, there are some, you know, things to help with. Oh, hold on. The uh, Zoom. Oh my gosh, my Zoom just. You're still working for I, us. Okay. <laughs> She's like, we I'm, can see you. Okay, good. Um, see, we should so, have done this in person, Kendall. Yeah. We should have been with Biggie and Smalls. I know. I know. Like it would have just been so fun for you guys to see him. I mean, honestly, too, like you know which one is Biggie and which one's Smalls because they literally are are two different sizes. <laughs> Way bigger than the other one. So but yeah, we have very humble, like simple ingredients. Um, you know, there's some st- you know, basic stuff for you know, helping with stabilization. Stabilization, that sort of fun stuff. Um, there is a little bit of corn syrup in there. Um, it's what gives it its nice glossy finish, but it's a very, very minimal, minimal amount, um, as opposed to, you know, like 90% (laughs) or something crazy. Um, but yeah, it's very like simple, humble ingredients that make up our frozen custard. And we get it from a, you know, we get our base from, um, a dairy farm out in the Midwest and then different flavoring from different companies throughout the, throughout the United States. You mentioned that you're partnering with Smashed Burger. Uh, this, this, uh, or Smashed RVA. This podcast might come out after that event, but are there other like local um, collabs you do in terms of like flavors or just combos? Oh, yeah. So we try to do many, many collabs, and sometimes it's not necessarily like us partnering with another food truck. It's like we love we love to partner with local businesses to help create toppings that we utilize, like. The brownies we get from Up All Night Baking are like some of the, it's like the top selling topping that we have. I mean, they're so good. And the irony is uh, Jonathan doesn't put them on his menu. I've been telling him, you've got to put them on your menu because I have people who will come and pre-order like containers of these brownies because they just have to have them. And I'm like, dude, you're missing out on this opportunity. I could be putting business towards you. You just need to put them on the menu. But I guess we exclusively have his brownie recipe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on our menu. Um, but we've been working with him for, you know, well over a year now. And he's like our exclusive brownie guy. Um, and I then want we, a brownie guy. Yeah, can, can we get a brownie guy for the podcast? <laughs> I don't know any brownie guys, but it looks Ugh. like we need to talk to Jonathan at, up all night. Cause I, I've not had these brownies and we, I mean, if, if they're that good, you should put them on the menu. Phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, 
so amazing. Um, and then like, you know, River City Bakery has made some toppings for us, like her blondies. Uh, Fat Rabbit Cakes is uh, reinventing this birthday cake crumble that we had on our menu last year that a baker, uh, unfortunately, um, she closed her business. So we're trying to get somebody else to kind of help come in there and, and help us. But, um, you know, Ellen's, well, Ellen's very- a good person to get help you. She's very busy. So um, I've, it's hard to get on her on her radar, but she has been gracious enough to help us uh, get some get some stuff on the menu, which is ironically enough, when we've done collabs, like one of the most recent ones that we had that was really big was um, we did a McDonald's collab with Smash RBA and 1115 Mobile Kitchen. And our whole menu was inspired by McDonald's. But better version you know <laughs> was your was your machine broken that was the joke and it wasn't <laughs> we literally put that in the flyer you will uh, the machine will not be broken um it was great we we partnered with um ellen at um fat rabbit cakes to do like apple pie concretes it was delicious um probably one of the best things i've eaten in a while um then of course all of the awesome food that the the other food trucks made but um we'll be doing another one of those in august together and then like we have another collab coming up with tbt algayo um it'll be like the first weekend in june on june 5th um and so i'm trying to figure out how to like you know, kind of like collab. He wants to do like a burger taco thing. And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm thinking like, maybe he'll like, maybe do like a churro, like concrete thing. Um, so we're trying to figure all that out, but it'll be so no, no fried custard. Um, I don't know how I could do it without a fryer. Um, I know that there's like a way you can create the crunchy topping with like cornflakes, but I just don't know (laughs) how that would actually work out. (laughs) Fried concrete. Uh, I feel like there there's, so I love 1115. I think that they do some stellar, stellar stuff. And I saw that collaboration and I think that was super smart of you guys. Yeah. And I contenders. I, you know, at at any, any moments where we can like partner with other, you know, we all help each other, you know, the food truck community is very strong. We all support each other. Like I I actually prefer going out with, you know, lunch trucks, dinner trucks as often as possible, because I feel like it's kind of a one-stop shop, lunch and dinner plus dessert thing. So it's been really great. Um, you know, that's one of the, the outcomes of the pandemic is it all kind of brought us close together and we all kind of leaned on each other to figure out how to survive <laughs> in a way. So we did a lot of partnerships and, um, you know, that it's been really good to, to build those relationships around. What advice might you have for the Capital One employee who's in the <laughs> office or maybe working from home right now, listening to this podcast? who wants to make that leap into entrepreneurship, but is might be scared to do so. Mm. See, I'm a, I'm what you would call a, a risk taker. <laughs> Not everybody is. Um, and, you know, I kind of always knew that I wanted to go this route and I just figured if I don't do it now, I never will. And especially, um, you know, being in my late twenties, Jason, we're going to be celebrating 10 years this September, you know, society expects you to just kind of follow this path of like, you know, get a good job, start a family, like all this stuff. And I feel like if you kind of know your timeline and what you're willing to, to, to create for yourself, 
you know, the decision becomes pretty clear. And if, you know, there's obviously a lot of worry on, you know, financial stability or like other things, but I think if you can believe in yourself enough to, you know, put yourself out there and just see if it's successful um, and you have a good support system, I think anyone can find success in some way. And even if it doesn't work out, you'll learn something that you'll apply to the next thing that you do in your life. So, um, you know, my advice to people is, you know, identify something that has a market, like every opportunity has a tribe. And if you speak to your target audience and you find something that people really would resonate with or enjoy, or, you know, ride along with you, like you'll probably be okay. Um, and also it probably helps if like you save up a little bit and like try to <laughs> try to like keep your, have a safety net. Like Chase and I had a safety net um, that we kind of built over, you know, eight years. So, um, but again, just kind of like thinking through a plan, like have a plan, plan, planning is good. Plan. Speaking of plans, what was that first day like when you opened up the truck and people were waiting in line for your, for your custard? Do you have any re- oh, memories well, of that day? I wouldn't say people were waiting in line. Um, <laughs> people didn't know who we were at first. Um, we did have a soft opening at Hatch Kitchen and, you know, all of our friends and family came and we learned a lot. Like we learned that the truck got to be a hundred degrees inside. So that wasn't going to work. So then we had to go back to the drawing board and fix that issue. But um, the first day was very nerve wracking. I think we made like a hundred dollars and I thought we had hit the jackpot. Like I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) I can't believe that people paid for our stuff. Um, but you know, it was so cool. Like I had never, you know, you make something that people are willing to pay for. That's great. You know, that's crazy. So, um, the joy that we felt after that first day, it just kind of carried through and we just never looked back, you know, just kept, kept moving. It was awesome. So brick and mortar. Oh, we get asked this a lot. Um, it's, I, I will say this, um, our eyes are open (laughs) and if the right opportunity were to present itself with different things that we're looking for in an area that we're looking for, we would heavily consider it. What is the, are you looking for and what area (laughs) are you looking for? Um, I would love uh, to have like just a little stand. I don't need something super big. Um, you know, nothing that's like 300 or 3000 square feet. Um, I just want something that feels very, you know, just like nostalgic, kind of like you just walk up, you grab what you want, you hang out, you know, picnic tables, whatever, um, you know, and just kind of go about your day. But I also would love to have a drive through for people who need who need easy access and who don't have time to hang out and sit around um, that just maybe want something quick to go around. Um, And I think there's benefits to being in this city, but I also think there's benefits to being out in the burbs. So it would, you know, if the right opportunity came in either location, I would consider either. um, It sounds like maybe she wants everything place yes, to sit, like, a drive-through, the city, later. the burbs. I mean, you know, yeah. manifest it. it. It's going to happen. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. She can have one right on the line. I hear the Red Goat Pizza Place is uh, currently vacant. That's a small spot with what you could make a drive-through right there down the side. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Never, never know. 
Well, thanks so much for your time. Um, if I do have one last question. If you're somewhere else and eating in Richmond, where are you going? Like not, if you're not eating custard, which you should be all the time, frankly, but if you're not, where are you eating? Um, so, uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite food is obviously donuts. Um, I try to eat donuts as much as humanly possible. Um, my favorite <laughs> is, um, first stop donuts. They do apple cider donuts on a little, little school bus. Um, Evan's a good guy too. Um, I love West Hampton pastry shop has my favorite, like chocolate ice donut. It's kind of a secret. Uh, probably shouldn't have said it, but not anymore. Um, (laughs) so good. Um, favorite like dinner places to go. I love Belmont food shop. I think it's like a nice vibe, very small dining space. It's like right up the street from where we live. Um, Stella's is like kind of my, you know, tried and true spot. I love, I love small plates. I like trying a bunch of stuff. Like I just want to eat a lot of different stuff. Um, and I, I love supporting other food trucks. I like seeing where our friends are at, like, you know, Labette or River City Woodfire Pizza or you know, Intergalactic Tacos. Um, I love just kind of going out and just trying new places as often as possible. Um, coffee shop. My go-to coffee shop is Recluse. Um, the cardamom buns by Pizza Bones there is like one of my favorite things to eat in Richmond, period. <laughs> wow. The passion with which job. she said that. The intensity yeah, no, of her eyes. I, uh, I, when I go, I get like four or five Jack and Amy who own recluse. Um, every time they're like, how many today? I'm like, (laughs) it's going to be at least a few. Um, but they're only doing it like once a month right now. So I'm like having to like stock up and like get my fix. Um, only once a month. It's horrible. (laughs) It's horrible. Will we ever see little baby Gigi's at the Stella's or the recluse or the Belmont? Maybe like tiny ones we can get for dessert there. Um, I would love to explore retail, like, especially, uh, throughout the area. It does require a different, like all the back end, like stuff with department of agriculture. It's just like a whole nother, it's a whole nother thing. It's a whole process and separate license. You don't have to tell them. Just, um, just do it. Just do it. No, no just a lot. I mean, notice. under the table, yeah. may, you know, um, no, but I, I would love to, to be able to create something. Cause th- that's the thing about custard is it's made fresh. So when you have something that's, you know, put in a freezer and eat later, you know, it's just, it's, we're trying to figure out like how we create that experience, maybe like maybe the way it's stored or whatever that kind of keeps that soft custard, like spoon just goes right through kind of feel, um, in that it's something we're working on, um, to see if that's something we can do. And then we're also working on a dairy free option. Um, we've been working on this for a a lot, way too long, way too long. Uh, so we're hoping this summer that we're gonna get that right. Um, so I love it. So retail little jujets, that's what I'm going to call them. Yeah. Tiny little cups of jujets and dairy free. <laughs> that's yeah. Why not? I mean, little baby ones. That's it. There it is. You're listening to Eat It Virginia with Scott Wise, Kendall Appic of Gigi's Custard and me, Roby. Thanks for having me guys. It's so inspiring to me when I hear the stories of people that just kind of give up their lives to pursue their dreams, like Kendall did. 
Like she just gave up her her job at Capital One and was like, LFG, let's uh, <laughs> let's start let's start a custard truck. Yes, <laughs> let's start a frozen custard truck. <laughs> I mean. I, takes a lot of uh, quijones, I would say. Oh, yeah, I don't know that's how that's pronounced, but I really like the fact that you said that. Actually, I don't know if you've had their custard, but it's really, really good. I think I did have it once at the Fire Flower Fork Festival. Whew, that's a big, F's. it is. A few years ago, and of course I loved it because I'm a, I have a huge sweet tooth, but I haven't had it since, and I want to have it again this summer. I think I want to have it every day of the summer. I, I think that that is a lofty but awesome goal. I mean, it's in a, I could just follow the truck around, right? I mean, they, they post their schedule. It's out there. It's public. shouldn't be too difficult. All true. So to wrap this up, Scott, I get a couple of questions every year. They're always the same. Is there going to be a fire flower and fork? And is there going to be a broad appetite? So this upcoming Monday, I'll meet with the individuals that do broad appetite. And so on our next episode... I'll be able to tell you if that's a yes or no. We call that a tease in the business. Is that what it's called? Ruby, you're a tease. <laughs> I am. This episode of Eat It, Virgi- <laughs> Eat it Virginia? <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia? <laughs> no! Oh, God, no.